Do you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement, but don't even know if it's enough to live off of? How much is enough? How often are you thinking about it? The team at JPEX Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. We specialize in creating strategies in the planning and managing of your financial, educational, and investment needs. We help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal, tailored plan. Lasting, meaningful, and open relationships are the foundation of our practice. You've worked hard for your money and should feel confident in your investment choices as you make decisions for your financial future. Your goals are our goals. We are dedicated to your needs and hopes for your future. Visit our website and give us a call at 860-430-5397. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. JPEX Financial Group, LLC is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. JPEX Financial Group is located at 78 Eastern Boulevard, Glastonbury, Connecticut. defensive play. Joel battling in the paints, laying it up and in. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Done time. Oh, wrap it up. Thompson just the two points. This team dribbling. Oh, exploding to the rim. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Posting Up Podcast. I'm Big Jace, joined by King Zay. And, I mean, all-star break's over. We finally got our first full week of basketball under us. And there's a lot of storylines coming out. Starting off with the biggest one, James Harden, 2-0 with the 76ers, putting up great performances. Zay, what have you seen? Do you like how James Harden is synergizing with the 76ers early? Um, hmm. You know, this is a tough one because one of those games was against my Knicks. And again, tonight, again, it's against my Knicks. So <laughs> that's a tough position for me to be in, if it, uh, to, you know, to be giving them any type of praise. But no, they're actually playing really well together. Obviously, it's still early on. I mentioned my biggest issue is going to be later on as the season gets on, as we get closer to playoffs. Will the health be there on both sides? Will Embiid be healthy? Will Harden be healthy? Because as we know, those two things when it comes around playoff times, you know, those tends to be those things tend to be an issue. But right now I think they're playing well. And I think it also goes you gotta give a little credit to Tyrese Maxey, who's also, you know, asserted himself, making himself a part of that big three, I guess. He's really good. Obviously, to me, he's like a quickly 2.0, obviously slightly better in some parts, but I think, you know, they really resemble each other. I was watching them two play the other day. They're definitely two high energy players who shoot the three ball well. And when you have that mixed with a heart and somebody who could play off the ball. And then obviously Embiid is just one of the best players in the game because of how strong he is, how athletic he is. It's just ridiculous down low. So when you mix all that together, it obviously makes a really good mix. And if their team can continue to make, you know, continue to have this chemistry that they're having right now, 
which Doc mentioned chemistry is a big thing when you add players. He mentions it about the Knicks in the post game, and he mentions it about his team also. Chemistry goes a long way, so they can continue to find a way to keep that chemistry going. I think that's how they'll continue to get to the next level. But right now, all, all looks well. I can't hate. No, I, I, I'm i with you. I, I, I like what I'm seeing. It, it is all going to come down to playoff time is if they can stay healthy. And you're right about that because we know jo- Joel Embiid, Harden. He he had he does get injuries, but it seems like mo- most of the time it's whenever he wants to change teams. And I think he's pretty happy, especially after these first two games in Philly. But uh, I, I it's interesting because I do think if they can stay healthy, they might be one of the, they might be playing in the NBA cha- uh, finals. So like, do are they the favorite right now? Oh, after these back next two games, after these last two games, is right. that Harden and Embiid connection gonna be? Look, I'll say they're playing well right now. I don't want to be one of those guys that go, "Yeah, this is the team," because you know how many people in the beginning of the season were like, "Yo, the Bulls are gonna win it all," and you know we see, you know, obviously the Bulls are a good team, but do we see them winning it all? No, probably second round playoffs, maybe championship round, depending on who they have to, you know, who they're matched up against. But obviously, we don't see them as solidified, you know, championship contenders the way people had seen them, you know, in the beginning of the season. So things change really fast in the league. You know, one week you're good, one week you're bad. You obviously see it with Steph Curry, what's going on. He was one, he was hot and Golden State was, you know, one of the best teams in the league. And now he's slumping and that team is, you know, followed suit. So it's very hard to say, yeah, he's going to be, this is going to be the team that's going to win it all because, Things change really fast. And so I will say, look, I said they're playing really well. And if they can continue to keep this up, they will be a team that most teams don't want to see in the playoffs. But to say they're going to win it all, I'm not jumping in that right now. I'm sorry. No, uh, I'm uh, I'm with you there. But really, uh, I want to see them win it all. They, they, they should have made this move last year. When James Harden was coming from the Rockets, that's when Daryl Moore should have pulled the trigger and avoided all the Benson and stuff. Got James Harden right then. And, and they they might have gotten to the finals last year. If that sign, man. That's how that, that is. That is. But look, <laughs> I mean, look at it. Look at how the you waiting this long. You lost an Andre Drummond well, and a Seth Curry. Wait, you could have still given up the first round draft picks and Ben Simmons just for James Harden. <laughs> If you're if you're a 76ers fan, you got to be mad at, at Daryl Moore for no, that. Well, you can't and do that because Ben Simmons. No, along. you can't. You you can't do that because again, when when James Harden went to the Nets, we automatically assumed that was the team that you know you had to be. You know, obviously you have three superstar players on one team, but again, when things are good, they're good. But when they are bad, we see how Harden's personality changes, how he acts. All of a sudden, he's you know he's detached. He's not there. He has all types of issues. He wants to go away. We saw the stories when his last couple of days with the Nets. All this, he I want to leave, but I don't want to look like this and this that. Whatever the stories may have been, we know how Harden gets when he's upset. It was the same thing when he got upset with the Rockets, and that's why the Rockets ended up shipping him away. When you have these high player, you know these high paid players like Harden, these these superstar players, the guy flies his own jet to games. He charters himself. You feel me, like? These are the egos he have, so it's it's all good and gravy right now because things are good and everyone's winning. It's about when thing when the team isn't winning. How are they going to respond? How is Harden going to respond? 
That's why I said you can't just that's to throw them out there. We can't do that after two games. Two games is too small of a sample size. It just really is. Obviously, we know they look good, and we know what the potential can be from these two games. But obviously, we have to factor in everything before we just you know jump down this alley that they're the team to beat. You yeah. know, there's there's a lot that goes into it. No, you you're right about that. But I will say this is a move that should have been made that the 76ers should have made last year. You can't again. You can't assume that what Ben Simmons was going to have that bad playoffs. You no, can't. I, I can't. You can't assume he didn't wasn't going to want to be there in the summer. These are things you can't see the future with. Because this team would still be good if they had Ben Simmons. They'd still be where they were in the standings. Maybe even probably a little higher because Ben Simmons. You know that's his team. He's you know more comfortable around that team. So I, I again. It's all about circumstances and times. When things are good, Ben Simmons was happy when things were good. He was there. Everything When things were bad and people were – he wanted to go. The As I said, you have to factor in everything with these players. You just can't go off of, you know, two wins. Two wins is great. You know, I, I, I know. I, I know. It's going to take time, and we'll see. But things are looking good, and I, I think they could – uh, I think they had a legitimate chance if they made this move last year to to win a championship. Then, but I, I it, it's whatever they How have. The, they happen? have the opportunity now. They have the opportunity now. And but, he wasn't even a hundred percent in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, crazy. but you had James Harden. Who can Harden was hurt in the playoffs too last year. <laughs> so I mean, you know, there's no. Back. There's no guarantee he would have been healthy, bro. There's no guarantee. There is no guarantee, but this is a move they should have made last year. That's all. That's I'm just gonna leave it at that. They should have went out and got him last year. Too early. Too early to judge. They beat the Timberwolves and the Knicks. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm not. I mean, the Timberwolves. It doesn't are matter. Knicks, Even just what happened with Ben Simmons at the beginning of the season. That in and of itself. Is why they should have went and got that move. So it's not all on these two games. Wasn't available. I <laughs> uh, guess. All right. All right. I, I don't know. Let's take a break, and we'll come back. We'll come back with a game break and look at the games coming ahead this week. So we'll be back right after this. Apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story. And that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com. Email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com or give him a call. 860-878-8730. 
Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Mac Home Mortgage, an equal housing lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. All right. That was a lot. <laughs> what? No, I was supposed to add. It was a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, all right, Zay, kicks off with the game break. Best bet and game you're looking forward to this week. My best bet. <laughs> bet against the Knicks tonight. <laughs> like I said, I'm going to continue to double down on that. <laughs> if you can. Bet against the Knicks, you won't lose your money. I promise you that. If you bet against the Knicks, you know. Matter of fact, they can't get in within that. I, I bet against the Knicks, baby. Parlay, uh, uh, I don't know, RJ Barrett, oh, oh, plus 20. I think that's up there tonight. Definitely can see that. Uh, Joel B plus 20. You parlay that, you throw that in there, you you throw in the uh, uh James Harden plus 20. Tyrese Maxey plus 15. Those are normally in there. Got yourself a good bet right there. I'm telling you. Ooh, I like that. I like that. I also like Harden plus uh, the, the over on the assists. I think he's he's been dishing it out pretty well. Getting uh, Joel and beat him off. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, th- th- that's that's interesting going against. Uh, I'm, I'm going the Cavs minus four and a half against the Hornets at home. Mm-hmm. Guys have been playing great. They've been playing great. I do expect them to fall off here but a little bit uh, down the stretch and into the postseason. But I, I do think the Hornets are a team that they'll, they'll be able to take care of. Um, the guard play of the Hornets, obviously, that that's the concern. But I think the bigs being able to control the boards will be big. You're not, the, worried about, you're not worried about Isaiah Thomas coming in and dropping 40? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, a, that, that's what I'm nervous about. All right, remember what happens. Don't text me when it happens. Okay, all right, I, I will. I will do that. All right, Zay, well, what game are you looking forward to this week? <sighs> Bro, I'm really. <sighs> I, I honestly, what bugs me is I want to see my team push. I'm really focused on the Knicks, bro. I really want to see them push. But I look at the schedule, it, it, it disgusts me. I just see every game being a complete and utter destruction. I, I uh, I'll tell you what, <laughs> to spare you that, I'm, I'm looking actually forward. I'm the Nets, actually. Um, ben Simmons, I believe he's supposed to be coming back. No, excuse me. Kevin Durant, not Ben Simmons, will be back against the Heat. I'm actually want to see what he's going to be doing against the Heat. That'll actually be a pretty good one. Oh, like I said, I'm trying to stay away from my terrible knickerbockers. But, yeah. I wish I could be on Sean's side of things with no team to root for it, no, he's Memphis now, remember? The wheel. <laughs> no, but... Uh, They're going to win it all now because of that. They're going to win it all because of Sean. Yeah, yeah, probably. But I love Sean to win it all. And I'm like, great. Probably. But uh, I, I I know Kevin Durant's day today. I, I hope he can get back soon. Uh, 
Uh, I mean, if he does come back, uh, I want to see what that Nets team looks like with everyone on there. And then Ben Simmons, I know he's still like a month out from coming back. So I still want to see what that looks like to see. Because I think that the, the, on paper that that should be a good team. But uh, we'll see. My game to look forward to, though, is a rematch of last week, last year's finals. Sunday, 3.30 on ABC, Suns, Bucks, uh, Chris Paulist Suns against the Bucks. I mean, the Bucks. I mean, they're still playing great. Giannis is still Giannis. The book playing great. Uh, DeAndre, he's been ever since the 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 playoffs. He's been playing different, and he has been. At, he, there's been times even with Chris Paul on the floor, DeAndre Ayton has been that second best player on that Suns team, and that's why they are where they're at right now. So I think that oh. should be a good. Game. Oh really? You remember when we made our top five under twenty one list, and y'all laughed at me for throwing them in there? Shh. It's cool. What? DeAndre Ayton? No, I I don't know. Yeah, last, last year we made a top five on the 2021 list, and I threw DeAndre in the thing. I was like, hey, hey. I like it. I like DeAndre, and I've always liked DeAndre, who just took himself the beginning of the playoffs last year to actually make a difference. No, he was playing well all year last year. He was playing okay, but then wow. he took that next step in the playoffs. Haters. Haters. He was playing okay. He wasn't playing anything spectacular. I'm, I'm look. I'm not a Suns fan. You're not gonna. You're not gonna offend me. It's okay. Alright. All right. Well, I mean, if you want to bring up that list, my number one was the MVP last year, Nikolai Jokic. Everyone freaking you, uh, Luca. But uh, speaking of MVP, let's talk about the MVP race. Uh, I think at the beginning of the season it was always Seth Curry. Steph Curry, and now you, you got more people getting thrown into the mix than beads, like you mentioned earlier. Joker's still doing his thing. He's still putting up great numbers. You got Ja Morant with the Grizz. You, even I've heard uh, DeMar DeRozan getting thrown into the mix because of how good the Bulls are doing. Zay, who's your MVP right now? Are we asking this question for real? Yeah. Are we asking this question for real? Yes. It's John Morant, bro. Are you kidding me? He's the best player in the league right now. He's the most fun to watch. He's the most explosive. He can't do wrong out there on the court. He has his team winning more games than anyone that probably ever thought they could win. He's playing at an MVP level, putting up historic numbers, putting on a a historic display of scoring, you know, in a row in these games. He has just been legit on fire. It, the, I if you take it away from Jaw this year, you have to go back and take it back from Derrick Rose when he got it because that's the level that Jaw has put it up to. That's the level. I, I, I kid you not. Jaw Morant is the most fun player to watch in NBA. He is asserting himself as a superstar, not just an all star, a superstar. Back-to-back 45-point performance. It makes me so mad that Jalen Rose had the nerve to say the Knicks should have lost more games if they wanted him. We could have lost more games. We lost more games than any team in the league. We had lost any more games. We weren't trying. (laughs) The lottery, bro. bro. I just wish they would just switch to a regular system like every other league and give the worst team the first pick 
so we could get these franchises turned around faster. Look what it's doing in the NFL. Look at what it is. You see these teams turn around faster because they get better players. The Bengals. You can't turn your franchise around with the eighth pick in a lottery when you lost all your, you know, you lose all your games and you get the eighth pick in a lottery. You know, obviously we didn't get the eighth pick, but we've been in situations where we should have had the top three and we ended up in, you know, out of the top three. So they yeah. got to fix it. This is why this team is the way it is for so long. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But I mean, the lottery in and of itself is just a weird thing. I know there's a lot of NBA conspiracy theorists talking about how rigged it is or whatever. Didn't OKC but, uh, win? They had like the, the, the 12th chance, like the chance to get the 12th pick and they won it like one year. Like, what? what is this? How does this? Yeah, when uh, the Pelicans got the Zion one, they, they were wildest too. So it was, it, it's crazy. But uh, I, I mean, yeah. The, joke. The, the, you can see that guys like John Moran, very few and far between, and that needs to go to a team. I mean, granted, the Grizzlies, they, I mean, they weren't great before he got there. But no, no, they, I wouldn't go that far. They, were, they had their years with Mike Conley. And, well, and, yeah, know, but that, that was it. after. That was after he got there. We get, I mean, no, that before. was before he got there. I mean, yeah, but I'm saying, you, yeah, but it wasn't like, much. That was forever. Yeah, no, but, I mean, it wasn't much before. Maybe a year or two, like off. They weren't that bad, bro. They had a lot going on with Marcus Saul before they traded him away. They were still making playoffs. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, Valanciunas. Yeah, but still, I mean, Ja came in and changed the culture. He's, even, yeah, he, he's like, taking even, even this. I, I, I feel. I don't know. May, maybe. The, the culture shift might be I, – I, I even, like, when Zebo Rudy Gay at his uh, height, like, they didn't come in and change Memphis like Ja has. So, I don't know. Them O.J. Mayo, Rudy Gay. The, those the old days. Those were, those were great. But just, like, that, like, draw that – that just it factor that Ja has. Like, he, he – him changes everything. Rather than just multiple people coming in, I, I don't know. But uh, I, I mean, I'm talking all this great stuff. I don't, I don't even. I have, Jaw's not the MVP right now. I, I would love to. Watch him. It's off. great. Watch him. Off. I think. Listen, if I'm gonna predict the future, I'm gonna say Steph's gonna be MVP. I think he turns it up here at the playoff stretch no. here. No. Lights it up, gets back to to what he was doing at the beginning of the season, and he wins MVP. But if we had to vote today, maybe I'd vote Ja. Maybe, maybe, you, maybe. You're, you're, but no, you're, you're like listen, the you're like the listen. one base. You're like the one person who voted against Derek Jeter. That's how you. That's who you are. How could you no. go against Ja right ja, now? I like Ja. He's great. Who is this is right now? Right now, if you had to play a game tonight, you had to win. Is there any other who? What player other than John Morant would you want on your team right now? You have a fresh. You can pick DeRozan. Demar Derozan. That team has struggled through. Demar Derozan, who dropped the egg and made a ten point game the other day, and then he also had like a ten point stretch of thirty plus points. Man, how many stretches? Wait, what is this? What is the stretch? Jaws on his forty point stretch. He's on. Let's let's not even let's not talk two about in a row. it. Bro. 45, two in a row. Bro, I think it's more than that. DeRozan had eight games in a row, 30 plus points, 50 plus 
percent from the field. Like no, nah, it was world numbers. No, nah, you're. I gotta look at these numbers. It was just back to back, forty five plus points. Ja even had a fifty under. Come on, bro, yes. stop it. Stop Dude, it. They're both playing hey, great, and hey, the thing is, is they both st- stop it. Stop listen, it. listen, gonna, listen. Gonna, this is why I'm gonna pick DeRozan over Ja. We're gonna lose Look credibility. where the Grizzlies were. Look where the Grizzlies were last year. They were making a push. They were playing. They got into the playoffs. They lost to my Jazz, but. Look where the Bulls were last year. They were fighting. They, they fought really hard to try to get into the play-in. They didn't. And then you bring in these guys, and one of those guys, DeMar DeRozan, stepped up and risen over the others, and he has been the best the best player on that team and possibly the best player in the Eastern Conference. All right. He's on a four-game four stretch of 40 or more. Okay. That, that's very, He's still very going. Nice. He will uh, come on, bro. Stop this. Stop the madness. Stop Listen, the madness, bro. Stop the madness. Stop the madness of disrespecting DeMar DeRozan. This man has evolved. This man has been the guy at a, on a good Bulls team. He he finally has talent around him. He he did not make the the step while he was in uh, Toronto. That was rough when he had Kyle Lowry. Then he got traded away to Sacra, uh to San Antonio and he died down there. If what we switch here is the resurrection. Here's him coming back, him being like, I'm the guy, I'm the number one, and he's taking that role. Let's switch places with John ja, ja Morant and DeMar DeRozan. We've seen what DeMar DeRozan has done in the West. Yeah. Put What's John going Mar- around him? Hold on. Put John Morant in the East. Yeah, what is he doing to that East? Stop the madness, bro. Stop. De- DeMar DeRozan is having a great season. I'm not trying to take any way from, anything away from him. The MVP is John Morant, bro. I'm sorry. It's John Morant. I, I, he's up there. He's up there. I, I, I do also hate, I, I mentioned Joel Embiid. I think he's, he's bro, doing great things too. We need to. They're number three in the West. They would have never, ever been here before. No. This is madness that we're even having this conversation that he's. It's, it's not going to be Ja though. I, I want it to be. I would love it to be, but it's not. It's either going to be Seth. Steph Curry, or it's going to be Joel Embiid. That's what I'm telling you right now. That's what's going to happen. All right, I'm done trying to convince you. You got it. All right. You're about as stubborn as as the MLB owners. You're about as stubborn as you just. I'm telling you the truth. You're just not listening. It's all right. Damn, okay. uh, I, no, I, I like job, but it's just not going to happen. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Zach. But uh, let's talk about another West uh, Western Conference team in the Pelicans. <laughs> CJ McCollum, Zion Williamson have not spoken since. Uh, McCollum joined the team in that trade. Uh, I mean, we, we've talked a lot about the weight issues and that stuff with Zion uh, and how – I mean, he hasn't played all season. No timetable on when he's coming back. 
How alarming is this for the New Orleans Pelicans, eh? This is huge. Like, a buffet of problems huge. And no pun intended on that, obviously. <laughs> but no, um... Uh, the Zion issue, and and first off, JJ Redick, uh, you're a snake. I just wanted to say that. Uh, the fact that you would go on TV and 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 put out the locker room, no matter what the situation is, keep certain things behind closed doors, bro. Like, don't say nothing on TV. You would say to my face. I don't like that. I mean, even if you do claim you said it to his face, like. Yeah, you, you probably didn't say it in the manner that you did it on ESPN. You was just trying to show off. I don't like that. But anyway, they do got a huge problem. Um, Obviously, Zion not playing is terrible because that's your franchise. You've mortgaged your franchise, basically, for him. And the whispers of New York has been already been lingering around as it is. And you're talking about one year left on his contract, and he can't even play this year. So you don't know what you got. I think they're in a really tough position. Uh, for CJ McCullough, I just feel bad for the guy. Uh, didn't work out in Portland. Uh, I think it's more toward. I think I put it more on Dame, and I and a lot of people give Dame a lot of slack, but you know, at some point, Dame, you know, it has to come down to you. You are the star of the team, and you, if you can't elevate your team to the level that it needs to be, you know, that, that it is what it is. Um, you know, what I'm saying we've seen players do it before. Obviously, we've seen. Look, look, look what the Hawks did last year. You know, obviously the West is a completely different animal than the East, but Dame has had plenty of time and he's had plenty of great years. And for it to come down like it is and just be like basically kicking players away because they were the bad problem. I don't like it. It sucks. I hope they keep him. I don't want Lillard. I don't hope he ever gets traded to the Knicks because, I, again, you're talking about a selfish player who makes – how much God, you know, he makes so much money. And again, he's not even playing this year yet. He's, there's still rumors and whispers, like just, just keep quiet, bro, at this point. But honestly, again, the, the Pelicans have a seriously terrible situation. Uh, Zion probably won't be there in the near future. Obviously, he's going to be moving on. Um, probably best for his health and for his career for him to leave New Orleans. Honestly, the gumbo is just way too much for him. And he needs to get away from it as fast as he can. Obviously, I don't think the streets in New York will help him. There's a food spot on every corner, so I don't know if that's going to help. But if he could lay off the chopped cheeses and get in shape, he could, you know, be finding his way here and playing with his boys, RJ and Cam Reddish. We, you know, get you a little backcourt again or whatever, however you want to make it seem. But there's a lot going on. Again, I feel bad for CJ McCullough because he gets traded, you know, from a rebuild to basically another rebuild a team with no direction. It just feels, I just feel bad for the guy. Really good player. Top to me, in my opinion, top 50, top 25 player in the league getting treated like garbage. No, he's great. My thing, my, my thing with CJ McCollum and Damian that I'll get through it quick so we can get back to the Falcons, but it like, when has two just guards really carried a team? Even like the splash brothers, even, Steph and Clay, they still had to have Draymond. You still had to have that big. Well, they 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 giving them big guys. He's giving them guys. He's giving them Nurkic. He's giving Nurkic, them you Nurkic know. is nothing. He's injured every he playoff. Gave him, they gave him cancer. Cancer is a beast on the glass. Can't you know? At, at some, but not good enough. You even look. You had you've had a lot of help. You had Melo come in and Melo resurrect his career. And even when him playing at his best at that point, almost it still wasn't enough. But you need a big guy. You need you need a, 
Uh, you need a Draymond Green and Dennis Rodman. Well, if you're if you're Portland, you try to Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen couldn't get it done after Horace Grant left. They had to bring in Dennis Rodman. No, I hear so you. You need one of those gritty guys, and I think, see, I, I think CJ McCollum and Zion, if they were to get on the floor together, I think that that could be a very very bright future for the Pelicans if they could make that because I think they could both work together and be very very good along with a Brandon Ingram. I think that could be in a Valanciunas. I think that's a team that could turn around pretty quickly. But there's too many outside issues going on with Zion. And Zion, I don't know what's going on. Everyone's putting all this focus on Ben Simmons all year. They figure that stuff out. They got the trade. He's going to play. More focus needs to be put on Zion. More more people need to be talking about what what's going on there because something's wrong there. Something needs to be figured out. Does he even really want to play there? Does he want to play? Does he even want to play basketball at all? Because right now that is not what it looks like from uh, someone outside looking in at Zion Williams. He's still selling sneakers. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You say something's wrong. And again, when you talk about Portland and big men, you got to talk about, you got to look at their history. You talk about Sam Bowie when they should have picked Jordan. You talk about Greg Oden. You just – you got nightmares there. You know, they probably just went the other way and said, all right, look, let's get a point guard. And it worked out. Look, they got – you know, they, their point guard and the shooting guard are really good. They just forgot to the No, but they've had great big men big men in the past. You got Rasheed Wallace, uh, Bill Walton. But you're talking about uh, way before their time, bro. Rasheed was already retired by the time Lillard was doing what he was doing, like – no, but I mean to talk about the, the the Blazers not being able to draft good big men—that's ridiculous. They, they've had good big men in the past. Again, but when you talk about star big men, it's well, Lamarcus Aldridge. And yeah, and look out and look how that worked out. Lamarcus Aldridge didn't do jack squat for them. Got traded away to the Spurs. Didn't do jack squat for them. Got traded to the Nets, and guess what? They're doing jack squat for them again. He plays like every. He plays like a good game every six games. I apologize. I'm. I'm not even making it up at this point. Marcus Aldridge plays a good game like every six games. No. At, at this point, him and Blake Griffin, they, they probably sell more hot dogs in the stand than they put up points, bro. I. I this is freaking joke. How much they get paid to sit around? Hey, not as much of a joke as what's going on in L.A. Right. I mean. Let's be honest here. Again, I can't. Uh, I would take Lamarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin right now over uh, Russell Westbrook. Let's let's be let's be real. Right now, I, I, I mean, I don't know if that's a fair comparison, but yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I think combined they'll put up the same amount of points as Westbrook, so I'm not sure. Yeah, with less turnovers. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Definitely less turnovers, a hundred percent. Probably the same amount of rebounds, though, depending on how Westbrook is feeling. That's true. That He's a stat, true. You know, stat patter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, so that's gonna do it for today's episode of the Posting Up Podcast. Make sure you tune in next week for when Sean comes back. We got something very, very fun in store. A uh, little bit of a draft. Um, that'll be the tease. So make sure you tune in. Uh, next week for that, for myself, Big Jason Kingsday. That's the posting of podcast. And big shout out to Clovercrest Media for sponsoring today's episode. 
make sure you check out clovercrestmedia.com for not just a bunch of other great sports podcasts like this, but true crime, political, anything. You you name it, they got it. Or if they don't, start your own podcast. Uh, so, hell yeah. Uh, that's going to do it. We'll see you next week for more posting up podcasts. Take care, everyone. Peace. Randall with an excellent defensive play. Joel battling in the paint, laying it up and in. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Done time. Oh, wrap it up. Thompson, just the two points. This team dribbling. Oh, exploding to the rim. Hello, my name is Joe Aguirre. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Week, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Bird, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.